Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867 on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. This is the 15-minute lunch break with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon here on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. And today, I want to talk about collecting change. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm a wordsmith, and often what I say means much more than what it appears. I love to play with and engineer meaning with words. Yes, collecting change is a wordplay. Immediately, some of you thought of that large plastic jar that Grandma had hidden in her closet filled with almost almost to the brim with pennies, uh, maybe some quarters, maybe some dimes. And some pennies have been captive in that bottle for so long that they started to oxidize and change color. I remember coming up and wondering when grandma would turn those pennies in and get some real money and buy some treats or something. I, I used to also wonder what she had planned to buy with that money. What was she going to eventually do with the money from that change? The previous generations before us knew how to manage change. Um, they were good stewards. They were patient. They persevered through much and they knew how to put things aside for what could be. We struggle with that today. We want it now and we want it big and we want it flashy and we want it so that others will stare and admire us for having something so sophisticated like. We're poor at collecting change. We think change is of no value. We think that change is uncomfortable. We think that change may even be punishment for some wrong done in the past. We resist change. You know what? Many of us even resent change. I was reading the foreword in an autobiography about one of my civil rights heroes. Some of you know him as the guy that coined the phrase black power, Stokely Carmichael. He, sub he subsequently changed his name to Kwame Toure. He was born in Trinidad in the West Indies, just south of my island, Barbados. Raised in the Bronx, he wreaked havoc on white supremacy in the 1960s, and then he took a personal exile to Africa, where he eventually died in Guinea, West Africa. He was a global pan-Africanist and convinced that capitalism wasn't good for all of us. The foreword was written by a former college professor of mine, John Edgar Wideman, and he was commenting about the socioeconomic views of Mr. Carmichael. He said that Toure thought and taught the capitalist society had a problem and that problem was how it viewed change. In this regard, let's view change as money. He said, because of the thingness of our culture, because money first and last determines value because everything's for sale from the presidency to prisons Economic power is the only power, the sole incentive. Getting paid, he said, is the bottom line. And because of this prevailing mentality, 
moral power and ethical power have become neutered elements in our contemporary culture. Um, Ture, Kwame Ture, uh, Stokely Carmichael said that back probably in the 1970s, maybe even the 80s. But it is so pertinent and relevant to what we're going through right now as we watch the news on CNN, MSNBC, even Fox News, and we hear about the financial corruption at the highest levels in our government. Because we've made change that we can hold in our hands king, we are challenged to see the value in the other change that's needed in our lives. Matthew 6 and 19 through 21 in the Amplified Bible says these words, do not gather and heap up and store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy and where thieves break through and steal, but rather heap up and store for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust nor worm consume and destroy, where thieves do not break through and steal, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I'm in the business of gathering change. I'm in the business of collecting change and figuring out a way to exchange it for something better. I'm obsessive, compulsive about being ahead of the game. In school, I started on long-term assignments and projects and essays and papers the day they were given, even though they were due three weeks later, both in high school and in college. And this was because I was raised by a grandmother that believed the summer recess was opportunity to study and get one or two grades ahead of your scheduled grade level. And so my summers were swimming and reading and writing and times tables. And when I was involved in track and field, I practiced on my days off, probably to my eventual demise and detriment. I remember in the summer times in Brooklyn, setting up trash cans on the sidewalk to serve as hurdles. And I would practice drills to the chagrin of my mother and her neighbors because I was determined to get ahead. And in this walk of faith, I'm finding that the habit still remains. I'm determined to be prepared when he comes and when he calls. So I'm in the lab every week working on the next month's series of messages already, because while I wait until my change comes, I might as well work on changing something in me. I've learned that I've got to control the change in my life that I could control. And every other change that's out of my capacity, out of my control, is probably designed of God to get me back on track because I probably missed a piece of change that I thought I had seen. You know, those people that walk around looking for pennies on the ground or dimes or nickels or even quarters or even a hundred dollar bill that might be blowing in the wind. That kind of change. My advice to you today is to stay fluid, subject to change, but not susceptible to it. There's a difference. Those subject to change can't be boxed in by labels. They assess the atmosphere and change according to their pre-programmed plans. They are thermostats. But those susceptible to change, they assess the atmosphere and change to meet the prevailing conditions where they are. They are thermo thermometers. They they give us a reading of how surroundings are. You know why I'm becoming better at handling change, because I'm always seeking to generate new ideas. World changers make plans. Say that after me. World changers make plans. They prepare for what they believe is inevitable change. This is mental. This is physical. It can't be emotional. It's not about being paranoid and suspicious and unwilling to connect 
But it's about recognizing that some connections are for now. Some connections are for a season and some. Well, let me put it this way. Some connections are just lessons. Bishop T.D. Jakes once said, when ideas hang out with influence, income will always emerge. Don't just become a better manager of change. Be mindful of the influencers and influences in your environment. A thermostat adjusts according to the prevailing influence of the weather on the outside of a building or a home to ensure that the occupants on the inside of the building or a home don't need to experience what's going on on the outside. I think that's powerful and necessary that I repeat it. A thermostat adjusts according to the prevailing influence of the weather on the outside to ensure that the occupants on the inside of the house don't need to experience what's going on on the outside. Sometimes the people you look to and greatly admire because they occupy spaces you, had, you imagine sitting in one day actually may have never taken the routes you're taking to get there. Sometimes you are a pioneer. You may be the first to do it just the way that you're doing it. That doesn't make you weird. It makes you great because pioneers aren't pathfinders. They make paths. Just be great. Many of us are trapped in the cage of another man's limited thinking and their record of failure. So we think I can't do it. Because they said it can't be done. Oh, I'm going to surely feel because they feel when they attempted it. Get out of the cage. It wasn't built for you anyway. Robert Frost says the best way out is always through. That thought brings to mind the majestic tale of the African impala. This is a beautiful creature. It looks like a mid-sized antelope or a deer. Um, game hunters will, off, will, will oftentimes mix the two or three up. It can leap 10 feet off the ground in one fell swoop. It can sprint at speeds of approximately 30 miles per hour across the African savanna. It has hinds feet that allows it to climb, climb and cling to the sheer edges of mountain cliffs. It can broad jump the length of two buses parked consecutively, but it has a handicap that can allow it to be captured and enclosed in a fence that is only three feet off the ground. This is because the African impala, despite all of its formidable attributes, refuses to leap, jump, or run where it can't see. If the impala can't see where its feet are going to land, it stays put. Are you like the impala? John Maxwell, leadership guru, he says that growth demands a temporary surrender of security. It may mean giving up the familiar Limiting patterns of life, the safe but unrewarding work, the values that no longer that you no longer believe in, the relationships that have lost their meaning. The world is waiting for you. It's waiting for your wisdom. It's waiting to hear your story. All of it. Every hurtful detail. They want to know how you got into that. Surely how you made it out and why. Because they're right where you were or thinking about doing what you did. And they're determined that you're not that much different from them. So if you did and you made it, they think they can do it too and quite possibly make it. Why are you so upset by the people trying to examine your life? Know that what you've been through, it's worth it. It's worth enough for someone else to say, I want to live through that too. I encourage you, keep 
collecting that change. I leave with you Romans 12 and 2 that says, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs or be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. This is Pastor Hugh J. Harmon, and the 15-minute lunch break is signing out. Be blessed, be encouraged, and keep collecting change. Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867 on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network.